join me in prayer. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be pleasing to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I have served here at Christ United for almost eight years. In the summer of 2014, just as I began my first few weeks here in youth ministry, this modern worship service opened back up. They had taken the summer off to revamp the space, to redesign the future, and to dream big about what modern worship could look like at Christ United. Throughout these eight years, we've seen a few different pastors. We've had a number of different musicians lead. We have had new faces as volunteers and communion helpers. And while all of these seem like really big changes, the core of who we are has remained the same. We are a group of people from all different backgrounds. We are made up of different ages, different races, different genders. We have varying understandings of scripture and politics. We have different tastes in music and we all have our own different perspective and approach to life. And while all of those sound like really big differences, the core of who we are has remained the same. It's not unlike the very first day I stepped into this space, my first week of working here. We are a people working to love Jesus and love our neighbors better. We are a people trying to go deeper in our faith. We are a people looking for something more than what we find in culture around us. We are a people trying to grow nearer to God. And there is space for each of us on this journey. You are welcome here. Today, we continue our sermon series called Top of the Charts. It's a sermon series actually that Chris and I have talked about doing for over a year now. But with COVID and so much of our worship happening online, there were a lot of copyright issues in talking about music and playing music, streaming online. And so we kept having to push it back and push it back. And now a lot of us are here in person and we're able to swing this better than we could have if we would have rushed into it. Last week, we began the first of this fun series. I hope some of you were able to listen to more of Leon Bridges, who I talked about. He really is this unique style of music. This week, I have another potentially lesser known artist for us, or artists, I should say. It is a group of musicians that came together to form the High Women. They are all country music performers or writers. And if this is sounding a little familiar in some sort of way, yes, their name is a play on words from the 80s and 90s group the Highwaymen, who you may know better as Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, and Chris Christopherson. 
but it's Mother's Day. We're not talking about these guys. Get them off that screen. In 2016, Amanda Shires was finishing up recording an album. And she thought to herself, like so many people do, why aren't there more women playing on country radio? Amanda actually grabbed a piece of paper and a pen. She turned the radio to country music and she made a list of every artist she heard. She didn't stop there. Then she started calling radio stations and asking them to play more women, to play more female artists. And the radio stations over and over again told her that she had to request that on Facebook. And she had to request specific female artists. And then that would go through an algorithm and decide if the people really wanted to listen to that music or not. Amanda didn't love this way of doing things. So she started asking questions. She started forming relationships and getting to know other women in country music. Through that came this idea for the high women. The original members were Amanda Shires, Brandi Carlisle, Marin Morris, and Natalie Hemby. But they do not want to be some exclusive community. They've also had Yola, Cheryl Crow, and Miranda Lambert contribute to their music. Quick confession, I'm not super into country music, but I do remember sometime during the pandemic, we know it's a blur, I remember hearing one of their songs and I really appreciated their uniqueness and the real brutal honesty of their lyrics. They were a group of women with different stories who came together to change the country music industry. The early church of Rome was made up of people from varying backgrounds, varying beliefs and life experiences. Not unlike us, not unlike the high women we talked last week that Paul's letter to the church at Rome, or what we call the Book of Romans in the New Testament, that this letter was written to a group of believers of Jesus. They were made up of Jewish people and Gentiles. And Paul writes the letter to the Romans to help them firm up their understanding of what it means to follow Jesus and how they can come together through their differences. Last week, we were in the third chapter, and we're going to skip quite a ways ahead today to chapter 15. And in this section, Paul is kind of cutting to the chase of why it's so important that this community in Rome come together united in Christ. He lays out what this looks like in the first few verses. We're going to start with Romans 15, verses 1 through 4. Paul writes, We who are powerful need to be patient with the weakness of those who don't have power and not please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good in order to build them up. Christ didn't please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insulted you fell on me. Whatever was written in the past was written for our instruction 
so that we could have hope through endurance and through the encouragement of scriptures. Paul here believes that by capitalizing on each person's strengths, they can come together to build a stronger body of Christ. He even writes that Christ felt the pain of the people. And in the same sense, this community should feel the emotions of the people around them, whatever their siblings in Christ may be going through. And they should take time to build them up. They should cheer them on. They should sit beside them in the heavy. And they should lend a listening ear and a willing spirit. In my eight years here at Christ United, almost eight, asterisk, I have a few favorite ministries. Okay, all the ministries here are my favorite. You all know that the youth hold a pretty special place in my heart. And another one of my favorite ministries is our care ministries. Did you know that there is a group of Christ United people who come together weekly to pray over the prayer requests that are submitted to our prayer wall in the chapel and any prayer requests collected here. Here in Modern, we have a box in the back for prayers. And did you know that there is another group of volunteers who call and check on our Christ United people throughout the entire year? Did you know we have a group of people who go to local nursing homes and they lead worship with them with sing-along music and everything. I love our care ministry department, not just because of the ways they come alongside people experiencing grief, but the many ways they care for people in all stages of life just as Paul calls this early community of believers to do. Paul continues on with verses five through seven. May the God of endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude toward each other, similar to Christ Jesus's attitude. That way you can glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ together with one voice. So welcome each other in the same way that Christ also welcomed you for God's glory. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let the church say, thanks be to God. Unity. Paul makes a powerful statement that follows how Jesus lived his own life on earth. Everyone is welcome into the family. Paul writes, welcome each other. Glorify God with one voice. It's important to note once more that this is all in the 15th chapter of Romans. Paul does not start right at the beginning of his letter asking the people to welcome and include. He has to build a case. He has to prove himself. He's never met these people. He has to share his understanding of Jesus before he can ask them to do this work because what he's asking them is hard. We really like to say sometimes that we are an inclusive people. We're eager to welcome in everyone. 
And yet our actions and our words among certain people don't always reflect inclusivity. We're quick to share our own stories, but we're not always willing to take the time to listen to someone else's story too. In the High Women's song, Crowded Table, that we're going to hear in just a few moments, they sing this chorus. I want a house with a crowded table and a place by the fire for everyone. Let us take on the world while we're young and able and bring us back together when the day is done. These lyrics speak to my heart. This desire for there to be room for everyone and for all to feel included. I truly believe this is why Jesus came. Jesus came to show us hope and love and compassion and to give us new life where we can build deep relationships centered around being in community with others. And it is hard, lifelong work to follow Christ's example. This church at Rome, these first believers in Rome, they were having a really tough time coming together because they understood different doctrines. They were following Jesus with different rules and different requirements from one another. These were big divisions. They were deep and they were personal. I have no doubt that the Jewish people believed that they were doing it right. And the Gentiles also believed they were doing it right. There is validity to both sides here. And still, Paul encourages them to come together, to unite, not to shame, not to call out, not to make each other feel less than. Today, we too have a lot of valid reasons to be divided as a people. We all have deeply personal convictions, and it can be hard for us to come together. I believe in the power of listening. I believe in hearing others' perspectives. I believe in not having to agree on every issue and still taking time to listen, to hear the pain, to hear the joy, to hear the experiences, to hear the reasoning. Paul knows both sides of the story and he asked them both to come to the table, carrying both of their divisions with hopeful hearts toward the future. The bridge of crowded table goes like this. The door is always open. Your picture's on my wall. Everyone's a little broken and everyone belongs. For me, this feels like something God says to me. It feels like something God says to each of us. It's what we are called to embody as followers of Christ too. Whether that's through care ministry, whether it's through showing up at the door, at the table in your specific situation, whether it's coming here, we are all called to be there for one another.
I don't have your photos on my wall. That would be a really creepy thing for me to get up here and say. But I will say that our door, this door, it's a door that is always open. And that we're all a little broken. And still, we all belong. Amen.